episode 68 and a barrel of rum. Join us at the table where we talk board games to miniatures and everything in between. The games we play with Brian and Chris. And welcome back to The Games We Play, a podcast about board games, tabletop, miniatures, RPGs, but always about the games we play. My name is Brian, and I am co-founder of The Games We Play and your host, and this week we have the other co-founder, Chris. Hello, hello, hello. We should start calling this like the co-founders episodes or something like that. (laughs) I wonder if we could put categories on them. That, oh, I don't know. Sure, we can. Subcategory and like yeah, category yeah. alpha, category bravo. I'm getting yeah. really nerdy about this. This is like yeah. what I do in job where I just like categorize stuff. Oh, I wonder how we could get this listed on spreadsheets. Yeah, can um, we build a confluence page and have this all on there? I'm sure we could. <laughs> then we can set up a, a Jira board so people yes. request uh, features and. Uh, <laughs> Uh, if okay. nobody knows what we're talking, if, if you do know what you're talking about, you, you know what's going on. But, you know uh, the, the the geek IT world then that we live oh in. Oh boy, <laughs> yes, every day. I'm we're off track already. This is going to be the kind of episode it is. All right, so <laughs> this is episode 68. We we thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to be talking about games this week and and uh, some more games. Uh, that's that's yeah. basically it. Uh, if you're first time listener, this is not typically our normal format. Although we're getting close to being typical because the pandemic's been going on but chris and i are uh, remotely recording this and so you know it's it's hard to get together and play a lot of games when you live 40 minutes away and we don't we don't get to see each other at work so what are you yeah you know, kids and activities and things like that makes the that uh, playing hard so. Getting married. Yes, getting married, having all those things, sending two daughters off to college and all that redoing stuff. Redoing a whole house, basement. Yeah, redoing a whole basement, uh, moving houses. Yes, yes, I mean, yes. Th- those are just not stressful things in your normal life, like, you know, at all. No, not at all. But hey, but can, all in six months, plus can, a pandemic. Yes, plus, a, plus during a pandemic. But check the box. They are done. Yes. So. Nice. Looking, looking forward to fall and winter. So that's right. Uh, school yeah. already started then for uh, for college. So that you got all that yep. done this last week or so, yep. right? Yep. And then middle school and high school for the rest of the kids uh, start uh, when this episode drops. The kids will be at school. So wow. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, they pushed it back for our district due to Derecho, the yes. storm that came through, oh, uh, because uh, power came off to the facilities of our school district, and they didn't have all the materials and everything printed off yet, and got so behind because power was out for almost a week in oh. some areas that they didn't have enough time to print everything off for the next week. Uh, whoops. So they pushed ours back a whole week now. So we don't start school until next week. We were supposed to start this week. So. Oh, yeah. And by this week, I mean last week when this comes out, and this week it'll start. When anyway, in the good times, week. exactly. <laughs> that's that's the time we're living in. So, Chris, now let's get yes. back to we'll get back to board gaming, catching up a little bit here. But how how's uh, how's gaming going this week? You're with your game goals or whatnot? Good. Uh, game goals still still happening. Um, Jamie and I are pulling some games off the shelf. We're trying to get back on a regular schedule. Um, I actually have a game I'll, I'll mention here with what's been on our table. But gaming gold wise, still still working on that. Um, just totally eclipse that uh, unwrapping and shrinking one game a month and uh, that that game goal. 
Um, nice. Yeah, still still working on the dang organization of uh, the game room, game storage room. <laughs> I mean, gosh, it's those Calic shows, oh. man. Well, and that's the thing is, so we either got to drive three and a half hours south to Kansas City or four hours north uh, to the Twin Cities. And to get for Ikea and neither one of them have ever had all of the items I need in at one time. Mm. So I don't want to drive three and a half plus hours. For a couple items. Yes. Just for a couple items. I have to do it again. So Jamie uh, came up with this ingenious idea. We're going to, we're looking at a, uh, like a family getaway weekend in uh, September, Labor Day weekend. And so we're hoping, uh, giving Ikea some time um, to in Kansas City to to get the items back in stock. So I'm just missing one Billy bookcase that they're out mm. of, they have everything else in now, but yeah, the Billy bookcase. Yeah, those couches have been in. Yeah. They yep. finally. Yep, they are. Yeah. They're, they're finally in, but the Billy bookcase. So, and it, it's it's a $69 bookcase. Uh, I could order it online for at Amazon and it's 169 So they chart, mark you up $100 Oh yeah, you don't want to do that. So I'm like, oh, screw, forget that. Um, so yeah, so we're looking possibly Labor Day weekend, heading to Kansas city with the kids for a, a getaway, um, and, uh, hitting Ikea. So we got to drive two vehicles anyway to fit all nine of us. So, uh, we might have some, uh, I mean, not you know, for the shelves, it's for the kids. <laughs> yeah, it's for the kids. <laughs> well, the kids now can all just cram into one. <laughs> so we have room for the shelves in the other, but, uh, yeah, so th- that's the, that's the plan now trying to get that knocked off. I still got games, uh, boxed up in boxes sitting on the floor. And I know that drives uh, Jamie Bonker. She likes organization and cleanliness. So got to work on finishing that up. So once we get those shelves, then that helps with my gaming goal of organizing and getting everything on uh, board game geek categorized and logged there. So oh, cross my fingers still 2020. That's my goal to get that done get the game uh, room organized and everything on BGG and still working on another game night to uh, host. So hopefully those are both of those game goals are in sight. So, but still knocking off the little playing little games and un, uh, um, playing games that are out of uh, shrink wrap. Um, yeah. So uh, we got a couple games in as well. Um, so the games I'm probably going to be talking about, we'll just do this ahead of time so people can hear. We probably should have been doing that to begin with, just be a little more organized, but um, what are you going to do? Um, so the games I'm going to be talking about that we played um, is is Clank. So we got that in and played that with a couple. Um, Everdell Spirecrest, we yes. got that in. That's uh, one of the expansions. I don't think Emily and I talked about it last week, did we? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. And then Concordia, so we got that in uh, again. Oh, nice. Um. I think we've maybe talked about this on the podcast, but I'm not sure. Um, what games uh, do you want to talk about here? Well, the uh, game that uh, Jamie and I played, pulled out, was Caribbean. That's an old Rio Grande game. Oh, yeah, from okay. back in 2004. It's it's still available. Um, I see that it's available at, at uh, Amazon and some other retailers here and there. It wasn't in shrink, still, was it? Uh, <laughs> No, no. This was actually okay. one of the, one of the work games I had at at my desk that Scott would go grab, and remember oh, Cartagena. Okay. Yeah. So it was Cartagena oh, yeah. and Caribbean were kind of the two pirate themed games that oh, I had yeah. for lunch that we'd play back. Yeah, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. But yeah, so we pulled that out. She's never played it, and I thought, okay, there's just two of us. Let's pull that one out. I introduced it to her, and I I like that game. 
It's uh, it's it's a so fun game. So tell me a little bit. What, so so, what kind of game is it? Um, it's a two to four player game. Plays about thirty minutes. It's lightweight and it's like eight plus. Um, but basically, what what you do in the game is that you play basically um, the governors of very different of uh, different uh, Caribbean islands. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to get the uh, gold um, to your specified um, uh, safe harbor locations. And the gold are transported by pirates and buccaneers. So you don't play the pirates or buccaneers, but you influence them. So you have these sets of cards and it goes negative one through five. And so what you do, so there's six uh, phases in each, um, like six turns, uh, okay? So you have, uh, it, the, the board is a map of the Caribbean, and it's it's got hexes in it, um, and you uh, control, you excuse me, you influence these pirate ships to go around and do your bidding. And how you do that is by influencing them with uh, rum. And so these cards uh, have a number on them, and that's basically rum. So what you do is it's <laughs> you have this little little like wood tile, um, or not the cardboard. You build this like little cardboard board, uh, a rack, excuse me, not a board, a rack where you have your cards and you place them in order of first through fifth, and then you have a your sixth card you have as a tiebreaker. So oh. what you do, you start off with um, the pirate ships are, are labeled A through like uh, F, if I remember right. And you start with A boat and they all have uh, old historical names on them. And you flip your card down and the highest card wins. Um, so again, there's negative one to, uh, um, to five. Okay, with negative one, zero, one, two, three, four, five. Sure. So what that does is that influences you, you're uh, you're in, uh, influencing the, the the buccaneer ship with rum to go do your bidding. So what that does is okay, if I played a five and you played a four, I beat you, so I get the A the A boat and I can move it five spaces. And during the spaces, you can uh, pick up rum, you or gold, you can transfer gold. So there's gold uh, stacks that are set out around all these um, uh, famous uh, Caribbean um, towns, cities, ports, stuff like that. And you travel these boats around to pick them up. Then you got to deliver them to one of your uh, multiple safe houses that are color-coded around the board. So um, what really happens is you you basically have to plan out. And so I have to bid knowing that, okay, my five is going to beat yours unless we tie with a five. And that's where that, that offhand card comes into play. You play a separate card to win. Um, but knowing I have to, Hey, if I really want to focus on this one boat, I have to put a influence them with rum here, knowing that later on, um, I I'm going to have lower cards that really aren't going to do much influence out of this. So it's a blind bidding to have influence over these boats that travel around the pirate uh, ships that pick up gold and transfer them out. So uh, yeah, one turn you may get controlled and you're, you're starting to head into your port and next time I outbid you um, or mm, win it, then, then pull, I can, I can, away. I can pull yeah. it away and take it to my safe house. So it's, it's really cool. And kind so like a tug of war, yeah, with some auctioning very much. It's, interesting. It is. I mean, it's an, it's the, the rule book only has like four pages and they're small. Oh, it's nice. very, it's very simple. It's yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. I, I, I what love the name of that again. Caribbean by Rio Grande Games. Yeah. 2004. Interesting. 
Yeah. Huh. I don't think I've ever played this. Cool. Yeah. Oh, the pirate ships on these look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah cool cool yeah, table presence. Yeah, oh, yeah. It is really cool. And I, I, I like pirate-themed type kind of games. And, I mean, you're bidden with rum. And it's it's thematic. It's kind of cool. And, I, yeah, I, I like the idea of the action cue. I kind of yeah. like the idea of the, the area movement. And it, so it has a little of... A little of everything for mechanics, but it's yeah. in a nice little box. No pun, you know. No, no, yeah, not, no pun intended. Not a joke, but yeah, yeah. Uh, but but uh, it's literally a thirty-minute game. It's so you can wop this out, and it's old. And I mean, it's it's I think simple enough mechanisms that you can play with younger kids. I mean, it says eight plus, and it's a yeah. This yeah. this looks like a great great family game. Yeah, yeah. Two to four I'm, players. I'm not sure why I haven't played it before. Interesting. Very cool. Very yep. cool. That's a neat little game. So let's yeah, check uh, it out. Caribbean. Yeah, Caribbean. You can find it out on the off market and Amazon. Very cool. Yeah. Yes. It's not too bad. I mean, it's a little pricey probably because yeah. there's just not a whole lot of it. Right. But, um, okay, so I did check my notes. We did talk about Everdell Spirecrest last week. I couldn't remember oh. if we did or not, but uh so I'll I'll skip over that. So a game that we did get out was uh Clank. So we uh uh, a, a couple came over and we played games and they were kind of wanting to get into games and um <laughs> they look they like it's one of those situations have you ever had like where uh, another couple or uh, like a neighbor or something like that's like hey we're you know we want to play games well what should we play and it's just like I don't know. It's hard to pick for people. Yes. It's hard yep. to pick for that. And not not to mention, a lot of like the go-to, and we've talked about this, like gateway type games, you know, games that are going to be um, a nice introduction to um, the hobby without being like overly complicated type of games. We play those a million times. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. it's hard to... Uh, You're not excited to pull them out. Yeah. I don't really want to play that, but I know it'll go really well. I, that's it's hard to balance. Like <laughs> um, somehow, for some reason, we picked out Clank. They were seemed really <laughs> interested in it. So that's a gateway. We game. played. <laughs> we played Clank, and um, it went over pretty well, actually. Um, Good. They hadn't played a deck builder before, so I had to explain deck building. Um, so it. I, I explained a couple like practice, like, hey, this is what my hand would look like. Can I do it? And basically, within a couple turns, they got they got it. Not a problem. Not a problem whatsoever. They really enjoyed the theme, and they're giving each other a hard time. And I don't know. It went over really well, and I just forgot how much I really like Clank. It's such a fun game. Um, it really takes that deck building uh, type of mechanic and expands on it and gives it a theme that's actually interesting. Cool. <laughs> in you know what I mean? Like most deck builders, like okay, I play my whole hand. Okay, cool. It's your turn. This one, there's a lot. You know, there's a map. There's your dungeon. Going through the dungeon, the dragons attacking. There's some suspense, some tension. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get it out of the dungeon. Uh, that kind of conversation. So, um, just a game I keep coming. We keep coming back to a lot of fun. That's Clank. I think it's called a deck building adventure. Is the name of it? Oh, I think so. Officially, we'll call it that. But highly recommend it. I know we've talked about it on the podcast, but if you ever heard of it before, definitely seek it out, especially if you like deck builders. And then the other game that we played was Concordia. Have you played this one, Chris? No, that is still in shrink wrap. Oh, you actually own it. Yes. That's right. I think yep. we both got it from that yeah, uh, that deal. Thanksgiving yep. Yep. sale. Yep. Black Friday yep. or something for Target. Yes. Blue Thursday or whatever. Yep. 
yeah, it's an expensive game, and take took advantage of that buy two get one free. Like, let me tell you. Well, and Cordia, I mean, you haven't played it yet, but it's not a very attractive looking game when you look at the, the cover. Um, you could probably back me up on that or not. I know Corey said the same thing, and so did Emily. Yeah, it it just looks like a bland game when you look at it. It, it it's kind of that beige colors for the board it has a really weird looking cover with the woman on it that has like a oh a, a, it's not it, she has like a weird smile i don't know in art when something especially when it becomes a human's when it's like portraying a human but it's not quite right it's called the i think it's called the valley of the uncanny or something like that it happens a lot in cinema with the uh, special effects where if you've seen a fully special effect person in a movie and they don't look quite right but y- your mind's telling you it doesn't look right but they look pretty good it looks like a person but it doesn't that's that's what the cover is because something's not quite right with their like facial expression how they are anyway it's neither here or there i could talk about it all day um so this game just doesn't look very attractive, but it is a lot, a lot of fun. We introduced this to uh, my sister-in-law, Emily's sister, and her husband. Uh, they like Settlers of Catan. They like those type of Euro-type games that we've played before. So we decided to introduce this one to them, and I think it was a, it's a big hit. I know we've talked about it before on the podcast, but if you ever heard about it, uh, basically, this is a game where it's over Europe and it's set in like the first century, turn of the century, and where we are having um, you have your you have your ships and your land guys, and you're trying to expand across all of, of Europe, and you're trying to set up uh, cities in these ports. And these uh, different cities will give you different resources because it's all randomized. There's five main resources. And your turn's really easy, and it's all done basically by playing a card or picking up your card. So it's that it's that game mechanic where you have everybody starts with the same cards in their hand, and each one of the cards has a special action. And you play the card out, and you don't get those cards back until you play the one card that allows you to pick up the rest of the card. And that's all. It's like a rest action, really. And then throughout the game, you can actually buy new cards to add to your deck that give you more actions, uh, improved actions. And that's basically the game. So you're just on your turn moving guys around the map. You're trying to settle cities. You're collecting resources. Um, those resources go into building more cities. And there's the the victory point mechanics is, is probably the most interesting thing about this. And that's because all the cards are part of like these Greek gods. And these Greek gods all have special winning conditions. And they're usually sets of stuff. So one of the Greek gods might be, and I think it might be Roman, Greek, whatever. Um, but one of the gods may be, um, for each one of these cards, uh, it's worth how many victory points of resource cities you have, whatever. So say you have six cities, each one of those cards would be worth six victory points or something like that. And so as you're collecting these cards and adding to your hand, they're all giving you victory points and it gives you kind of a goal or something to focus on. And what I really enjoy about this game is no matter what, I've played with four players, I've played with three players, I've played with two players, it feels great at all player counts. It feels well balanced. It flows the same. It plays exactly the same with all player counts. And what I also like about it is you never feel stuck. A lot of these Euro games where you have resources, like Settlers and Catan, for example, sometimes you feel stuck. Oh, I'm not producing brick. There's no way I can get brick unless I get lucky and top deck a card or I trade with somebody. I'm not going to be able to get brick. 
And in this game, even if you don't have the city, there's there's mechanism and cards built in the game that allow you to get other resources you may not have. It makes this very enjoyable. It makes it feel like you have endless options on your turn. And it's more of what's the best way or most efficient way of doing it. And I really like that. It's really fun. I know I've played it with with uh, Corey and he really liked it. Emily and I really like it. And then her sister and uh, brother husband uh, really enjoyed it too. So really like it. It's definitely not a lighter game. It's uh, I would say more of a medium weight game. It's going to take yeah. about an hour and a half to play. If it's your first time, it might take closer to two hours to play. But the more you play it, the easier it does get. I just it's it is a little tough to teach uh, because you you have all the different cards. The rule book's only two pages, um, but all the cards you have to teach each one to each person. And if somebody's never played a game where you play all the cards until you play the one to pick it up, that's also you have to teach that mechanic, which is kind of unique as well. I haven't there's not a whole lot of games that have it, but the games that do have it, I really like. Um, so you kind of have to teach that game mechanic, which is a little different too for some people if they haven't encountered that. So. Um, that's why I would give it a medium weight. It's not like it's super difficult or complex. It's just it can take a little bit. It could be kind of overwhelming to newer players uh, to the game. But once you get a few rounds in, uh, everybody has liked it that we've introduced it to. So I recommend it. Just don't go like transition from if you're playing Ticket to Ride and those kind of games and then go buy Concordia. Um, Concordia is like a 60 or $70 game for some reason. Um, it rarely goes on sale. So I, I would hate for you to jump in there, but if you get a chance to play it, try it out, maybe check it out on tabletop simulator or something, um, play it. Um, it's a lot of fun, especially if you like those Euro type games. Yeah. I've heard very good things about it. I'm eager to uh, play my version and, uh, my advice, wait for a black Friday special. <laughs> That's not a bad idea at all. Uh, I think I've only seen it go on sale. Like the day of the deal, the day yeah. on card Hoss or those like once. Right, like once, right. and I mean, we f- we check them like daily, right? <laughs> so, um, yeah. What are you gonna do? But uh, yeah, check it out. Um, you you should you should try it. I'm not. You're not a huge like Euro fan though, Chris. So I'm not. I'm, sure. I'm getting more. There's it. It depends. I mean, there's okay. Give me a good theme and some good mechanics along with it. But if I'm uh-huh. just uh, trading in the Mediterranean or growing crops, um. Uh, that thing but you give me a viking theme like uh feast of odin or something to that effect um a cool theme of like high fantasy um anyway but uh it it depends i I, over the years i become more no in in the beginning i was uh ameritrash the whole way um Mm. yeah and but now it's there's some good some really good uh euro games that come out that i like so yeah the theme on here is 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 not i mean the theme's there as in yeah, it looks like your turn of the century. All the cards, the artwork, everything really ties together really well, and it feels like you're there, but that's it. That's kind of where it ends. You're just basically moving around a map, harvesting, well, not harvesting per se, but producing resources, turn, turning those resources in for stuff, and that's basically what you're doing. So yeah. theme might not necessarily... It's not necessarily there. It doesn't really affect the gameplay. I mean, they could they could have thrown modern day. Yeah. They could have thrown Martian <laughs> yeah, on pretty. there. They, I mean, it didn't really matter what theme it is. Uh, but the mechanics are solid. And I really do like that pickup. Uh, uh, what's the name of that Martian game from Fantasy Flight Games that has the same idea where you're you're shooting off rockets onto the... Mission to Mars? Is that what it's or called? Red, yeah. Red Planet? 
Yes, Mission Red. I think it's Mission, Mission Red, Red Planet. Planet. That's what it is. Mission Red Planet. Yep. Yep. I've got the first version of that. They redid it and resequenced yep. the numbers of of countdown versus counting yeah. versus counting up. I, yep. I had the first edition yep. too. I picked it up secondhand. Yep. Uh, but this has the same mechanic. And I would say, like, if you're interested and wanting to play that kind of card mechanic, the the mechanic where Everybody has the same cards. You play through them until you pick them up. You're trying to be efficient in the order you play them. Uh, I think this game does it really well, and this theme might more appeal to someone like you, Chris, um, where maybe Euro is not as interesting or maybe not up your alley. This definitely um, this definitely would be up your alley. I, I Mission Red Planets are yes, fantastic I love that game. game. I love that game. It's a cool theme. I mean, you're you're using those cards to put dudes on rockets, like cardboard rockets, and then those rockets, <laughs> yeah, launch. You can use cards to launch them, and then they launch onto the center board, which is the shape of Mars. It's like planet, and each of the rockets tell you which like area it's going to. It's so then it becomes an area control game on the planet surface as well where you're trying to vie for resources and get points and there's multiple scoring rounds which is really interesting um i kind of like that with area control because you could uh on your turn just be like okay well i'm just gonna jump in here just to get points i don't care if they take me out next game i'm just gonna score some couple points here for this next phase um so you can kind of make short-term decisions like that and then at the same time you're not only trying to move around the board and have area control, but you're still having to queue up guys that jump on the planet still. Uh, so you can't ignore that as well. I really like that. And, th- and then you know what other players are playing too. So you have the same cards. And so you can kind of anticipate, well, Chris played that card. So he's not going to be able to do that for at least another round. And so you can kind of even play around with that to know what other players can do and not do. And that, that's the same thing with Concordia, but that's like next level strategy. After you played a couple times, you can start seeing what other yeah. players can and can't do. Anticipating and plays. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's a lot of fun. So if, if that, like if that mechanic sounds interesting, but maybe Concordia doesn't sound interesting and maybe it's probably too expensive because it is expensive for what you get. I'm not saying the components aren't, are, the components are good. Like the board feels nice. It's double side. All the the tokens are nice. It's all cardboard. But Mission Red Planet's like forty dollars, and it has a pretty cool theme to it, yeah. and it's a lot of fun. Oh yeah, and good character uh, art and board. Yeah, and, it's yeah. steampunk. Yes, technically, it is. Yes. isn't it? Correct. You're yeah. correct. Fu- yep. Yep. Futuristic steampunk. Yep. Yeah. A lot of fun. Yeah. But check 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 out Mission Red Planet if you get a chance. That's that's also a good one that kind of along those that theme, if you will, or mechanic, if you will. Well, a couple things for me. Uh, hopefully for next week, maybe we'll talk about. But I have Pendulum coming Saturday. Finally, uh, Stonemaier Games they had some delays with something. I'm not sure. I was supposed to get it this week or end of last week, but they had delays. So Pendulum, the new Stonemaier game. Um, I'm getting mine. My shipping notification said Saturday Whoa. I should be getting it. So I'm sure Emily and I will be playing Pendulum here this week to check that out. We'll probably talk about that next week. Fun. And then another game I got on sale this last week. It was a flash sale. Is I got I picked up Spear Island. Oh yeah. Um Spirit Island is like a top Yeah, it's highly uh, rated. I think it's a top twenty. Yeah, it's highly rated. I've I've heard it's a little heavy. I've heard that too. Um, I think a part of it is because there's a lot of 
little things happening like you have to do this and then move this and then refresh this and then refresh kind of one of those games in between games so it's that can be a bit much but i've heard it's a really good game it's a cooperative game the theme's really cool it's like you're on this island and these spirits are coming um and you're trying to like fight them back i believe to protect your lands right well the spirits are fighting aren't they it's something with the spirits are trying to save the the land and it's oh you're the spirits yes yes yes, you're defending the island from these uh these bad guys human invaders and stuff like that People mm-hmm. coming in, chop down the trees, and you know, and you have your own trash. elemental powers as the spirits. Yep. And the board, I believe, is modular. Oh, I could be wrong. Yeah, I think the board's kind of modular. Mm-hmm. Maybe we can go with it. Uh, <laughs> if it's not right, well, I'll let you know last week or next week. But it had so many awards. Yeah, I've so many awards. Heard very good things about it. It's one I've never been around or had uh, uh, played a game or somebody brought it to a game day or anything like that. So. And for some reason, well, it's expensive. Yeah, I was gonna say other. I think that's probably the price tag is the only reason why. But Eric, I go spend money on TI four. But yeah, so it's it's just one I've never picked up or tried yet. Looking forward to. Yeah, Spear Islands. Norm. I think it's normally like sixty bucks. I think MSRP on it's seventy, uh, which is kind of a lot. Um, so it, I think it dropped down into the 40s or 30s I picked it up for on Amazon for Flash. It was gone within like an hour or two, so I just got lucky. So pretty excited about that. I mean, that's a top 20 game. Um, everybody talks about it, raves about it, I hear about it, so I'm really excited to try that out. Kind of crazy. Cool. I just bought a $30, $40 game without playing it, but, you know, what yeah, are you going to do? It happens. <laughs> that's board games. Like, yep. what else are you supposed to do? <laughs> um. Find somebody to play with, but I don't know anybody who has this. So, all right, well, cool. Well, Chris, uh, anything else you wanna you wanna hit on, or anything you wanna talk before we take off? No, I I think uh, I think I'm gonna um, add a goal now, a mid year goal. Um, That's unacceptable. It's unacceptable. No, it's it's not taken away. <laughs> it's adding to. It's increasing. Now, I I think I'm gonna write down. I, I become a little more organized. And gameplay, and because Jamie and I, we just pick up here and there and continue along with just grabbing a game off the shelf, but really organizing a, um, I, I haven't played these like two hour games for a while. I love these um, one to two, then two to four hour type depth strategy games. And it's been yep. a while. I mean, us playing Everdell the other night, that was, that's the longest game I've played in a while. So I want to get more of those in. Great. Yeah, oh, I love it. I love that. I love that. I mean, I love playing these 30-minute games. Those those scratch and itch. Uh, but also, I need to oh, sure. f- fulfill those little longer types. So I got to do a better job with my schedule and the kids and really just put it down. Okay, this week, we're going to attack this game and you know, and, and, and just plan out. So that's a goal for me. I'm going to get a little more organized with my um, more in-depth games and get to get them it also the gives you a chance to kind of learn ahead of time right that's a yeah exactly watch a video yep. whatever yep yep yeah some of those do take some preparation other than pulling the box out uh and in some case putting it together punching it out <laughs> uh, yeah, assuming so it's true. a shrink so true yeah there, several are oh i've got like oh, i've got black orchestra i want to pull that that out with you guys oh, uh yeah. i mean big trouble little china i still want to get that one out oh my gosh there's several of these two-ish hour games that that yeah oh, i'm itching to get don't you have like the above air and sea what, what's uh, that land one? air like and a... sea air land and sea yeah heroes of it's air like two, land and sea yeah yes. yeah that's and another it's like one. two-tiered oh and my it gosh looks yes, really really yes. really cool. 3d uh yes uh, uh, 
terrain and miniature figures and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's another love one. love to play that. Yes. Oh, that's exactly. That's okay. Okay. I got to do it. Even like, even like bargain quest. Yes. I mean, that's like a 45 hours. So that's kind of, that's right. a good stepping stone into that longer one. But yep. your first time is probably going to be hour. 15, exactly. Hour first time right? running it, it add another, you know, take, take that, uh, the duration and time it times about 1.5. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it's going to be. So yeah, those those are the games I want to get out, which I don't get a chance to do often. So I got to make more effort to do that. Yeah, you have to be intentional. Yep. Um, I think that's with any hobby. Like, oh, absolutely. I like playing video games. Sometimes I have to force myself to play video games. I know that sounds silly, but some of these RPGs, I, that's my, I love RPGs. You know, they're longer games. They are usually 34 hours. And so sometimes okay, I'll play it, but I'm not going to get very far. But sometimes, I mean, you're going to have to put that time in if you want to complete the game. And so sometimes I'm like, okay, I only have an hour, but, you know, I'm going to go in there and, and try to knock off a couple quests and make some progress. Sometimes you have to force your... And it's the same thing with board gaming. Sometimes it's really, at least for me, it's easy in the evening to be like, oh, I just want to lay here on the couch and, like, watch something dumb on TV. Um, but usually then I have to force myself, no, let's play a game. Because Emily wants to play one or something like that, and then once we do, I always feel better. Like I always like I'm glad I played a game instead of sitting on the couch and wasting time on my cell phone or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you just have to be intentional sometimes. Um, but when you do, I mean, I think that's especially with having to be in pandemic uh, for mental health. I think it's super important to to lean on those hobbies, uh, especially when you can't get outside depending on your situation or you're working from home and not getting out a whole lot, you got to lean on those hobbies to kind of keep your mental, like be fresh. I don't know if that makes sense. No, I get it. Yeah. So I think it's super important, but okay. Well, cool. Well, thanks Chris for coming on. Sure. Another, uh, another founders episode. We just trademarked that to you. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, down in the books. Uh, so uh, Chris and I were talking off here about here. So I am working on right now getting the podcast switched over to our new hosting, which means hopefully no interruptions. If for some reason there's an interruption or something weird happens, please let us know. Um, I'll check on my app. You know, Chris will check on our app, but I was just looking at the statistics. We, we get listens from all types of devices and places. I was kind of surprised how many different devices, apps people listen to on this podcast. It's it's kind of crazy. Like Overcast, I've never heard of Overcast before. Um, Castbox, never heard of Castbox before. Um, but Apple Podcast, Spotify, um, Chromecast. Somebody, there's there's somebody that listens to Chromecast, Pocket Cast, Stitchers, FFmpeg. I'm not sure what that is. Um, Apple iTunes, Sonos. Yeah. Somebody's been listening to Sonos. Yeah. Amazon Echo. So uh, all types of variety of devices and places. So I'll check as many as I can. I, I know Chris will, Emily will. Uh, but please, if for some reason you see a disruption uh, this next week or when this episode is, uh, please let us know if something's weird happening, the backlog's messed up, something like that. Feel free to please contact us. I appreciate that. Um, everything should be smooth. But once we do switch over, uh, we are going to we're gonna try some live streams. We'll see how that goes. Ooh. It should be a lot of fun. should be a lot of fun. It, it, it's going to be audio only, so it's not a video. But basically, you jump in. Um, we should be able to play music. 
uh, should be maybe visuals and there's going to be chat. You should be able to chat and have direct feedback. Um, if we open it up, maybe in the future, we could do calls where we could talk to you. We could participate that way. Um, it should be a lot of fun. So planning on doing that, maybe not for every episode, but uh, maybe once in a while. So that's, uh, I'm really excited about that, actually. Should be fun. Yeah, it should be. Looking forward to it. L- looking at our locations, though, we actually have quite a few, I think 11% of our last five episodes came from Europe. So we actually have uh, overseas people. Shout out to you guys. Thanks for listening. That listen, so you might not be able to do the live streaming, but you'd still be able to hear the the downloads and everything. So I do appreciate that kind of crazy how many over not north america we have it's it's kind of cool oh, i know i was looking at denmark representing canada united kingdom brazil, brazil Mexico, taiwan, taiwan australia. australia yeah exactly <laughs> canada yep here we got some canadian listens shout out to canada hey. uh no we do, we do appreciate it Absolutely. thank you for listening it's a lot of fun we like doing this we like playing games unfortunately pandemic's kind of taking a toll on a, a little bit of some of the stuff we've we've been wanting to do but it is what it is it is what it is hopefully we can figure something out all right yeah we'll get there well we do appreciate you listening from all over the world apparently um we 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 really do appreciate it if you have any comments feedback or suggestions or anything you want us to review uh feel free to reach out to us our contact information is at the top at the bottom of the podcast at the end however you want to call it chris uh we'll see uh i think episode seven 70? I can't talk. Episode 70? Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> something like that. <laughs> we might have to play it by ear with uh with obviously Labor Day and stuff coming up, yeah. but we'll figure that out. Um, but from the games we play, I'm Brian. And I'm Chris. And keep on gaming. Join the conversation and feel free to give us your feedback. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Games We Play Pod. And at gamesweplaypod at gmail.com.